Hello, welcome to Flow with Flow, a contemporary dance podcast speaking to performers, choreographers and everybody in between. You can find more information on the Instagram, flow with a W underscore WT underscore flow underscore. There'll also be a link to the website and YouTube for filmed episodes. I really hope you enjoy and I will now hand over to Flow in the studio. Right, we're back. Hello, welcome to Flow with Flow, the contemporary dance podcast with Ellie Welford. What else do I usually say, Ellie? Instagram, flow with a W underscore WT underscore flow. Okay, here we are. I'm really scared I'm going to listen back and I'm going to go, you didn't say anything. <laughs> but it's fine. So this is our first film podcast. Don't get excited. I'm quite excited though. We've got our disco ball projected in the back. Oh no, this is really cute. I it's like really this. cute. And I bought some cherries that actually don't taste very good. Oh, the dark ones are okay if you want one. Pick a dark one. I probably shouldn't do that on camera, to be honest. No, don't That's do it. Nice. Yeah. I also cut my finger, so if you comment about the plaster, then... You're misogynistic? <laughs> You're a misogynist. You're a misogynist if you say anything about my blast stuff. We might go out of focus, there's a chance. There is a chance. We'll but see. This is a test. This is a test run. First time ever, so don't be mean. Yeah. You have to accept whatever happens. We can, we can do more in the future. We can okay. Give us an intro. Tell us about you. A little maybe what you're up to at the moment, your training. Um... My name's Ellie. I am an alumni of Northern School, which makes me feel really, really old. That's okay. That's <laughs> all right. So old. <laughs> um, I am a photographer, a dance photographer. Um, and at the moment, I'm doing a lot of stuff with Northern actually because mm-hmm. it's show season. It is show season. There's a lot of show, like so many shows, more than when I was at Northern. That's why I'm so happy. I've just got the job working in the cafe in front of the house. I get to see all the shows for free. I also did that job. Really? Except the cafe was a bit different when I was in Northern. It was not, not as nice. Oh, it's but quite nice now. It is, it is really, it is really nice, nice now. Yeah. Food. But yeah, I used it to work there on Saturday. Lovely. Yeah. A bit of pocket money. A little bit of It's definitely pocket money. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> um, But yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I'm doing a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in Northern, which I'm really grateful for. Um, and I get to watch a lot of shows for free. <laughs> um, yeah. And you're based in Leeds, but you go to London... I am. I'm based in Leeds. I'm from Portsmouth originally. Mm-hmm. That's my hometown. Beach. Um, yeah, I mean, not, not a great beach, but no. It's it's okay. Better beach than Leeds, because we don't have a beach. <laughs> We're landlocked. So, um, yeah, so I'm from Portsmouth. I moved to Leeds, obviously, for Northern, and then I spent a year in Leamington Spa um, for Motion House for the PPS. And then, yeah, I moved back to Leeds because I felt like I just wanted to be this is my home now, mm. and I feel like all my contacts are here. Um, when you start building, like, your network, it's hard to move it. Yeah, and, like, I just felt like there wasn't, not, there's, not that there's nothing down south, I just don't mm. feel, I've been in Leeds for so long, I just don't really feel connected to, yeah. to the dance scene in the south. So I spend most of my time in Leeds, but I do travel to London every few months for yeah. one-to-one shoots, mm-hmm. mainly, um, just to, like, still be a part of that scene because the London dance scene is so massive 
And people really move up to Leeds and move about. It's good to be part yeah. of a little bit too. And, you know, Leeds is cheap as well. So most of the time people will pay for your travel to go to, like, if you've got a job mm. or a dance job or a photography <coughs> job, people will kind of pay for your travel anyway. That's so nice. I know. trip to London. Yeah. Take me. But London, you need an it does kill me. I'm not going to. Does it? <laughs> Just, I find London really exhausting. I think uh, I think that is a common census. Yeah. Too busy, too loud. Yeah, and I do. Saturated. You know, hats off to people who can yeah. hack London. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think I'm maybe not. I'm just not built for London. I think that's the. the I problem. think that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I like Leeds. I feel like Leeds is growing with its like creative hub. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I will say even since coming here three years ago. Mm. It it has got more expensive, but it's also got like I've found a lot more little nuggets of creativity. I don't know if that's yeah. just I've been there longer, but like no, I I would agree. And I think when I was at Northern, when I was training, maybe it was like a confidence thing. Like I didn't do much outside of Northern. Yeah. Like there was pro dance leads, and there was scratch nights, and there was pop up workshops, and I didn't really like go and do those things mm-hmm. that much. Um, and I don't know if it's because obviously I'm, I'm graduated now, and I'm like in out of out of the Northern bubble, and yeah. like in the the work like real mm. I don't say real world but, but kind of real world kind of real world Northern is a bubble it's it, not the it real is world. a bubble <laughs> Leeds is a bubble as well yeah but I feel yeah I do feel like there's more going on now than when I was training that's also nice to hear that you didn't feel like you got out that much because there's a whole thing of like no if you don't get out when you're in training you know you're not gonna meet these people and they're not gonna know you and mm. you're not gonna make it and then like you're obviously doing I would say doing pretty well. Thank you. Just putting I it out there. that. It doesn't feel <laughs> like it sometimes. <laughs> I feel like that it never, it's never going to feel like no, it. No, no. It's the imposter syndrome always. Yeah. But the fact you didn't get out much in training is actually quite reassuring to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just... I wasn't very confident when I was in training, especially like first year and second year. I had a really yeah. difficult time. Just with like, I don't know, adjusting to moving away from home... Mm. I got my place at Northern really late. It was like July, so I was on mm. the reserve list. And then, yeah, all of a sudden I was like surrounded by these people who'd done a cat, and I didn't know what cat was, and mm. NYDC, and yeah. you know, the most contemporary training I'd done was a year at Jada's beforehand. Yeah. But obviously, it's a different kind of contemporary because mm. it was infused with Turkish folk dance. Um, and just like surrounded by these people who've been doing contemporary since they were like 10 years old or something. Yeah, and I was like, I'm so lost as a person. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about your injury. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> trauma. Um, so I have a rare bone disease mm-hmm. where essentially what happened was the blood flow, because you know bones re- yeah. require blood. The blood flow flow stopped to one of my bones in my wrist, like the centre bone. It's called the lunate bone. Um, But it's like a silent disease, so you don't have any symptoms. And then when I was at Motion House in the November, I started to get a little bit of pain. We were doing a lot of handstands, hand-to-foot training, planks, you know, constantly on your hands. And I was like, it's a sprain. It's fine. Um, Then I finished Motion House in March 2020. It was covid so I went home, I was then working in a care home for a whole year, so then March 2021, and I was like, this RSI hasn't gotten any better, like I just thought it was like repetitive mm-hmm. strain, um, I was like, this sprain hasn't got any better, I need to go to the doctors, I can go to the doctors now, because Covid was yeah. like easing, and then I was like, I went to my doctor and was like, I'm a dancer, I've done a bit of research, I think I might have had like a little bit of hairline fracture, and it's not getting any better, because... I've rested for a whole year and I haven't done anything. 
so it, it should like yeah. get better it's getting worse and I went for an x-ray and an MRI and it came back that the where the blood had obviously started to reduce the bone essentially like collapsed it's like just like dust so um yeah my whole wrist joint is essentially collapsed because it's like the center point of the bone um and the really nasty really painful it is I, I spent a whole way. year at motion house with a broken wrist and doing handstands and i was like it's a, it's a spray mm -hmm. um and it's it's a really nasty disease because there's no cure because obviously the bone is dead it's it's yeah. like flattened um and obviously that bone will have to come out eventually um yeah. so i can't like put i can't put weight on my hands mm. it's quite painful um holding my camera for long periods of time especially mm. with, like my big lens can be quite difficult so they just said that's your dance career kind of like done and i know doctors can be really like dramatic but mm. it's degenerative so there's different stages of the bone disease so I'm at like stage three and stage four is osteoarthritis so I don't have arthritis but it's inevitable that that's going to happen so in the next couple of years I'll probably have some surgeries where they take out the dead bone and they take out some other bones around it in your carpal bones um, but I will like start to lose I'll have less and less motion as the years go on and I'm losing like my grip strength Mm -hmm. and things like that um and i will probably get a wrist fusion when i'm older which is like a metal plate yeah a little bit <laughs> a little bit of robot vibe. yeah um and we don't know about the other hand yet there's a possibility yeah. 50 50 that it could happen to the other one but i'm having regular mris and scans to, to check the blood flow yeah um so obviously if it does start to happen i can yeah there are preventative things to do but because okay. i was like too far gone, yeah. you know. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's really dramatic, but it, it, yeah. that's just, you know, what it is. <laughs> it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Um, that must have been, hearing that from the doctor, pretty crushing. Yeah, I, mean, I went to therapy for a little bit Yeah, um, about that. I think <clears throat> um, my style of dance and how I like to move was very hand-heavy anyway. Yeah loved lifting i loved throwing myself on the floor um you know when i was at motion house i really liked facing so i felt like i lost my identity a little yeah. bit there um and i was like well if i can't do this then what yeah and also when you dance you kind of just dance because there's no time for anything else yeah exactly so it becomes it's really hard to create an identity out of it yeah and i was like i don't know how to move i don't know how i like to move how can i move without being in pain yeah. Um, and I'd always have people say to me, like, I remember when it first happened, and I, I didn't really know what the kind of prognosis was for, like, my future. Yeah. Um, and people were like, well, it's just a wrist. And I was like, but you, ha you have no idea, like, what it's like to be told, even if it is just a wrist, and it's not the whole of my body or a limb or, you know, whatever it is, it was still really difficult for someone to turn around and be like, this isn't, like, incurable, and it's going to get worse, and you're going to get, you're going to be in more pain. And you're going to have to have multiple surgeries, but they're not going to cure. They're not going to solve the problem. I don't think you can really downplay that. That's no. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's just a risk. I think this was like 2021. So yeah. <laughs> quick math. Quick I think I was about 23. But they said that the bone disease it's really scary, like. started when I was in third year. But I, like I said, yeah. it was not. No yeah, no idea. 
Um, and then when I first started getting pain at Motion House is when my wrist collapsed. So it wow. still collapsed. There's not there's nothing that they can no. do. I just can't put weight in it. So okay. So you told you couldn't really dance. Yeah, not professionally. Not professionally. No. And also just a wrist. Nothing compared, but I've also had a wrist issue. I've got a little scar here. Mm. They've done it in the crease, which was nice of them. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't really look like a yeah, no. scar. But, um, and, I, and I wasn't dancing. Yeah. You can say it's just one part of your body, but it affects, like, mm. it feel like it's much harder to dance and just, yeah. like, it's just a wrist. It's not. So, really. yeah, I just have a lot of people saying that. But also, I don't know, I was, I was kind of a bit like, <sighs> if I can't, move how I like to move I didn't mm. I didn't want to do it at all I think it was a bit of a yeah. trauma response to be honest like I was a bit yeah. like don't want it can't do it I felt really negative towards dance for a couple of years and I think it's only the last yeah. year that I've been like you can improv in your kitchen like yeah you can do that That's still okay. but um, it's, it's much easier to shut everything off if you're not if you can't yeah I needed to like I think just mentally recover a bit from that yeah. um so how did you go from I'm not going to be professional which is what I meant of what I think I'm going to be doing into like finding photography and finding your feet in that um so I started photography in third year yeah um I did it as like my research projects I saw I think you made a tiktok just like um of your first photos sort of thing oh my god yes (laughs) so funny looking back at those but yeah I did like a little project and then Obviously, I went and went and did my mm-hmm. apprenticeship, and I didn't really do didn't do loads of photography when I was doing my apprenticeship. I went yeah. home and occasionally did little bits uh-huh. in the lighting studio, and then COVID happened. I got a job in a care home because yeah. you know I was like, what else am I gonna do? Like, yeah. you know, might as might as well work. Um, it's I, nice to do in the pandemic as well. Try and yeah, I mean, there, there was no jobs other than like packing shelves and working in care. So I was like, I want to work in care, help people. Out I enjoy that. Care. Yeah. Um, that was interesting experience. Care is a very difficult place to work. I, you have to be a certain type of person to be aware. Yeah, it's yeah, it was a lot, but so I worked. Amazing there for, job though. It, it was amazing. everyone that does it. Yeah. Um, I was there for a year, and obviously towards the end of me working there is when I found out I had this this yeah diagnosis. Um, and that was when things like started opening up again. Like I remember Northern Rail schools were like doing a project, yeah. and they asked me to come onto that. Um, to dance? No, to take photos. Okay. And then um, I just remember like having a conversation with Anna, and I was like, I really want to leave this care job. I'm, you know, it's sucking the soul out of me. Um, I'm injured. I've got this diagnosis. Like, I want to give more time to photography, but I can't mm-hmm. because I was doing like sixty hours in care. Like, I, and I was you you sleep the night, so you're doing like a thirty six hour shift because <laughs> you stay. <laughs> You stay overnight, and I was like, I don't have time, like, you know. Unless you're taking pictures of the care home. <laughs> they did try to get me to do that, free work. Um, so, yeah, I left in the end. Yeah. I had, like, no money, just had no. my, my savings from my minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I just, I think I just started practicing, started playing with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a workshop with Jack Thomas, who came to Leeds and did, like, a location Um photography workshop which I've never really done any location yeah. stuff um which is really funny because mm-hmm. location is like my favorite it's like your main thing now so, thank you Jack thank you. um yeah and I think that just kind of kick-started it I just so you're really self-taught I've had yeah I've had no 
I kind of presume you had done some big photography. No, and people ask me for advice, and I'm like, I don't. Um. <laughs> did you do a college dancing? No, I did dance. Ooh. So it really was camera. very new. I mean, my sister's a photographer. Okay. So I've always been like around photography because she's ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. So she would always use me as like a test subject, and mm-hmm. she did it at college. Um, but I was never, I was never interested in it yeah. then. And she does like weddings and more like editorial stuff um it's just like newborns and families and stuff yeah. like that um i can't think of anything more stressful than trying to photograph a newborn oh my god i could not um but yeah kind of just tra- trial and error you know asking other photographers yeah. to like because i was interested because if you like i can picture if you're told you can't be in the dance industry as a dancer mm. you'd want to go no part of it but then you stayed in it quite heavily yeah. What made you not want to go into like like models or something that doesn't mean being in the industry that feels like you can't be in the way you want? I just had no interest. Yeah. Like I just, <laughs> it just didn't get me going. Yeah. Like it just didn't do anything for me. And I think because I'd already done some bits in third year and I really yeah. enjoyed that. I loved taking pictures of my friends and mm-hmm. that was really fun. And then I remember like having some conversations of people with people on my placement about it and I, I remember having a conversation saying like I don't know I haven't really like give, haven't given it it's like time and attention that it needs yeah. like I don't I don't know what it I would do if I mm. did that but I always thought that I couldn't do one I couldn't do both of them together it was kind of one yeah. or the other so it sure takes up a lot of time it, you know, <laughs> it does <laughs> me editing to one again <laughs> last night like um, it does it does um but yeah, I just hadn't given it the time and attention. So I was, I think it was just an opportunity of like, yeah. okay, I really enjoyed this. So I'm going to, like, I can't dance or I don't want to dance. I'm going to give it a bit more um, thought that I think it is. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that fested into this. Yeah, I mean, I did go quite hard. You know, I was like, if I don't have to dance, I have something. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go really hard. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of. And that wasn't hard. actually that long ago. No, I've only been freelancing two years with photography. That is crazy. Yeah. Because you're quite well known in our world. (laughs) Not to freak you out. (laughs) Okay. But two years is not a long time. No. And I suppose... And to build what you've built, I'm just like... It's it's quite quick. I I think when I started photography, it was, you know... Well, I wouldn't say towards the end of the pandemic. It was like midway through, obviously. Yeah. And everyone was online, and I think yeah. digital art was more appreciated. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So I think I think I just started at a good time, and and like yeah. I said, I didn't. In my eyes, I was going through a bit of like a trauma response of being injured mm-hmm. and like really losing my identity. So I was like, mm-hmm. if I if I can't do dance, who am I? Like, yeah. You know, I was really figuring things out. So I think I just went so hard. And full on into photography. Also, because I quit my job, I was like, "So I, was I like, need to eat. I need baby. to eat." Yeah. Um, but what, how else am I going to fill my time? Because my my time has only ever been filled with dance. Yeah. So, and I think I also went through a little bit of a, um, a thing of like a panic of feeling like if I'm not dancing, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose all of the amazing people and things that I had in the yeah. dance world I was like what am I going to do I'm going to yeah. work in a care home forever I'm not going to have any of my friends like all my friends yeah. are going to be meeting up and doing things and doing workshops and I'm 
I'm so disconnected from that now yeah. because I'm not dancing, um, which is the complete opposite because I feel very yeah. connected <laughs> to the dance world. But that was like a bit of a panic of feeling like I would be on the outside if yeah. I wasn't dancing in it. In it. Yeah. Which is not the case. No. So don't panic if you don't want to dance. Stay calm. Stay calm. There's, there's so much yeah. out there in the dance world other mm-hmm. than dancing. Yeah. Um, but this is what I like about Northern is I yeah. feel like they're not moulding me to be a rap dancer or yeah. whatever it is. I feel like there is room for me to, mm-hmm. to grow. Like I started um, shadowing Verve, the photographer mm-hmm. that was taking pictures for Verve in third year. Yeah. Um, and the whole reason I got a camera was because I was on the Leverhulme Trust in yeah. Northern. So I got like a little shitty mm-hmm. third hand yeah. camera <laughs> in the summer. Um, and yeah, I started like shadowing the photographers and then... They asked me, like, we really need a couple of pictures for this one thing in Verve. Can you take a couple of pictures? Um, we'll give you, yeah. you know, 30 quid or whatever it was. Um, and obviously I was, like, super happy to do that. So yeah. I was I was really supported mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice to come back to Northern mm-hmm. after the pandemic and start working for them again yeah. as, like, a professional. Going from training, getting into photography. Yes. Obviously, you were very self-taught. Mm-hmm. Any advice for people, like shadowing other people, that sort of thing? Yeah. I Why mean, I eat my cherry? I think the thing is with photography, it's a very, it's a luxury. It's not a cheap thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not a cheap thing to, to do a photo shoot. Like, it's always been that kind of, mm-hmm. it's a luxury. I think I was very lucky that I was on the Leverhulme Trust at Northern, so I could mm-hmm. I could get a small kind of, like, second-hand camera um but also all photographers say it but it really is true is that it doesn't really matter about the equipment that you have yeah. it's just how you use it so mm-hmm. I would just say practice as much as possible play mm-hmm. as much as possible because I feel like even I don't get to play mm-hmm. enough and get creative yeah as much anymore um and just yeah shadow people ask people questions like you know if you don't ask you don't get yeah and people are friendly like they say yes yeah and I don't mind having people shadow me it's I quite enjoy the extra company to be yeah. honest it's just you get know. someone to buy you the coffee and everything <laughs> I wouldn't expect <laughs> but it's just yeah it's nice yeah. to have nice to have a helping hand sometime if it, if it helps them then I'm you know that's yeah nice it doesn't cost you anything so. no it doesn't not at all and this, I guess, sort of relates back to what we were talking about before, but, like, the pressure in the dance industry to be dance, 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 and, like, work really yeah. hard, and then, like, having the, I guess, like, kind of the bravery to, like, be like, okay, I want to go into something mm. else a little bit, making mm. that transition. Yeah, I mean... That wasn't really a question. That, that wasn't, wasn't. I was that's just okay. sort of said things. That's, that's and okay. I've eaten one cherry, I can't stop. It's an addictive. <laughs> yeah. Um... Third year, I think for me, and and hopefully other people relate, it's a really weird time when there's auditions going on. And I just auditioned for PPS and Verve because that was what you did. Um, Not that it's a written rule, but kind of like a... It's kind of what every... When are you doing your auditions? Yeah, you just, I don't know. It's just community around you. Do it. Yeah. Sort of thing. And I remember auditioning for things. And at the time I was like, I'm going to audition for every single PPS because we didn't have a limit back then. But I was like, I'm going to do all 10 of them. And I'd like tick saying I was going to do all 10 of them. And I remember like sitting in a coffee shop like the day before this audition, emailing Tia and being like, should I go tomorrow? I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to go. And she was like, Ellie, I can't tell you what to do. Like, 
if you if you want to go then go and I didn't go in the end and I'm so glad that I didn't because it really wasn't my thing and I just was doing auditions for the sake of auditions yeah. it was a really like weird time and I remember my friend came up to me and was like Ellie I got Verve and I was like I'm so proud of you I was I was genuinely so happy yeah. for her but there was something inside me that was like oh like I felt yeah. I didn't even want I didn't audition for yeah. PPS for Verve no and I was just really gutted and I was like, I haven't got anything and I'm not doing anything. And yeah, even though, like, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have done an MA, mm -hmm. I think, if I went back and did things. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but that kind of, like, culture in third year is, like, that you have to be, have something set up when you leave mm -hmm. to feel successful. Yeah, and to feel like you're you've got a chance yeah and that's not the case like there's people in my year who didn't do an MA didn't do PPS didn't do you know any kind of like extra training mm -hmm. and they've been dancing consistently mm -hmm. in paid work since we left I think also the fear that there's not much work means people run into anything they can get even if they don't want it it's also really scary I think yeah maybe doing an MA for me was a bit more of like um I felt like I had a plan because yeah. it was like set up it was another course essentially mm -hmm. I felt more stable, mm -hmm. whereas like, I, and I knew I wanted to freelance, which I guess I am doing still, yeah. to be fair. I knew I wanted to do that, but I was like, oh, I, can on, I can only freelance if I've done an MA, and I think yeah. that was kind of my my view on it, is that I had to do an apprenticeship yeah. to kind of get my name out there, which I really don't think yeah. is, is the case at all. But it's difficult, because you're absorbed yeah. in that yeah. in that culture, but there's there's so much beyond... There's so much life beyond mm. training. Just seeing that. Yeah. What are some things, life beyond training? I'm trying to think of like practical things people can look at and like um, maybe go to to see like what you can do outside of just training. But it's kind of hard because it's different for everybody. But like, I mean, some advice that always <laughs> sticks with me. Um, it's from Cassie. Cassie was in third year when I was in first year mm. um, and I actually spoke to her about this the other day when I was in third year she was dancing with a company down south and I remember having a conversation with her being like I'm so stressed about third year I haven't gotten anything yet I haven't like been successful in any auditions and she was like why do you need to have something she was like go home like go home go to the gym like yeah. do nothing for a month or two like just chill like why is there so much pressure to like instantly go into something like yeah you know that's it's not really realistic either mm -hmm. and I think I do feel like apprenticeships and MAs are more of a money maker than like a stepping stone personally yeah. for me I think in what I wanted to do that was reflecting on it I think that yeah. was you know not the best option for me but um I, I just think a lot of them are different some of them are more they are yeah, yeah. and I think it depends what you want to do and where you want yeah. to go um, but I think for what I wanted to do, it wasn't necessary. Mm -hmm. And obviously, my path has changed anyway. But yeah, I just remember her telling me, she was like, just chill for a bit. And I was like, shit, yeah, I can just relax for yeah. a bit. Like, I've just been training solidly for four years, five years by the time I finished mm -hmm. my MA. Like, you know, relax, relax a little bit. Go, you know, go and explore things. Go to workshops. Go, go to a dance class just because you want to do something different. Yeah. Like... You know, I feel like we should wrap up, Ellie. We should wrap up, shouldn't we? Should we cheers a cherry? Oh, wait, I want a dark one. You said oh, they, sorry. Don't, don't give I'll me a. Cheers, my own. Hang on. Okay. Should I stop it? Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you had a really good time. I'll see you next Tuesday. And again, you can check out more on the Instagram. Flow underscore WT underscore flow underscore. And until then, goodbye.